Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Yes, we're we're back. We we didn't we didn't just disappear uh, on you. We we we've we've had a busy three weeks. We are officially back. Well, kind of officially back. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, with me, as always, is our good buddy Jeff, your other host. What's up, Jeff? Hello. I'm still assuming the sky. Oh, oh man. Uh, 1978 wants his jokes back, Jeff. Oh, they can't have them. <laughs> I'm still using them. You're still, you're, <laughs> you can pry these jokes from my cold, dead body. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, we have a very special episode for you to, uh, today. Uh, and since we put the names in the, you know, the titles of these episodes, it's not really a surprise. Uh, we have an interview for you. So I know last episode we talked about how the next thing we were going to watch is... Was it 2K3? Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to punt that uh, a couple weeks, and we'll we'll watch 2K3 next time, because we have an interview with Matt Hill coming up. Yeah. So that that, that, that was a fun uh, thing to record there, so so I, I, we really hope you enjoy it when we get there. But as always, Shellheads isn't just about interviews and, and, and covering turtle stuff. It's also about covering what, Jeff? What's in Sergio's box? That's correct. We've been gone forever. What is it? What's it like three weeks? Yeah. And uh, longer than that. It seems like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I took a trip to New York. I uh, had a had a blast with the wife. It was fantastic. And I'm assuming that you ate copious amounts of pizza. Yes, yes, we 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 had a lot of uh, of New York style pizza and it was delicious. Good. And, uh, having walked the streets of New York, I can totally understand how someone would feel they need to write a story about things living under the streets. Yeah, because those there's, there's that city is enormous. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it's that big when when you're like seeing aerial views. And you're like, oh, look, these two incredibly famous things are only five blocks from each other. But when you actually have to walk those five blocks, suddenly it's 15 minutes. So. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I had a blast, but my feet are very tired. Oh, I I, I have no doubt. Now, yeah. I do have to ask you, was there certain pizza places you went or was it just, hey, there's pizza. Let me go get it. Uh, we went to what was close to us. Okay. Yeah. So we went to like two or three different places. Uh, and I don't remember names because I'm just really bad at those. But most of the stuff that we ate while we were there was like just mom and pop local stuff. Yeah. Uh, I went to a really good mom and pop bagel shop. Ooh. And I made a complete fool of myself because I don't know how to order a bagel. <laughs> so like I ordered some stuff and I thought I had ordered three things when it turns out I – only ordered two. And then I was like, um, I, th I think that this is supposed to be three. And then the lady at the, the checkout counter was like, no, it's two. This goes on this. This is one item. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. If you can't tell by my thick Southern accent, no, I'm <laughs> not from here. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a rough few minutes. Bagel was delicious though. Oh yeah, dude. Any, anytime local. That's, that's the number one rule. Yeah. Well, it's it's that is the number one rule. The number two rule is if you can buy liquor at a Taco Bell, do it. Hey, which uh, I, 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 I knew these places existed like Taco Bell cantinas. 
but the, there's totally a Taco Bell cantina in in downtown Manhattan, and you can order a <laughs> order a, a what are those things called? A Baja Blast. An al- an alcoholic Baja an, Blast. An alcoholic Baja Blast with like three shots of rum or, or vodka in it. It's wild. Wow. It's a wild, wild place, man. I I I definitely want to visit it again. Yeah. Uh, the, the subway system is possibly the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Yeah. Just, just, just the fact that humans, like enough humans came together to design and create a thing that works 90% of the time as designed is incredible. Yeah. You didn't see any, any guys walking around in trench coats with green makeup on, did you? No, no. Any punkers? I didn't see very many punkers. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of people sleeping on the subway, but that's that's beside the point. Let's get to the let's get to what's in Sergio's box. Yeah. So uh, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, that's Shellheads Podcast on Inst- Instagram, uh, you will see that uh, I got my copy of the Varner Studios sketchbook. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it is quite. A sketchbook. It is it is very very thick. Like I, I don't have it in front of me. It's 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 already on the shelf. But it's very thick, and it 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 doesn't beat around the bush. It is straight up sketches. Um, it spends maybe two or three pages talking about who Varner Studios is, how they're tied to TMNT, and then it tells you about the artists. And then the rest is just unexplained sketch sketches for the rest of the book. Wow. Yeah. Hundreds of pages of sketches. And uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of TMNT like prototype stuff that never actually saw the light of day. There's a lot of uh, pro like prototype images of figures that did like did come out. So you get to see how they looked when they were first designed. It's really, really cool. Like if this combined with um, rad plastic, you get a really vivid picture of the creation process of a lot of those original figures. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know if they still have them available, but it's, it's, it's Varner studios. So if you want one, and they're still available now is the time because I'm sure once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing that's in my box. The second thing that's in my box uh, is a couple of pop figures. Um, as we've talked about multiple times, uh, they the 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 people over at Funko love taking Sergio's money. Do and, they ever? Oh yeah. And I was able to pick up. The Casey and Shredder pop figures from the the the, the newest comic based line, and they're they're not chases they're 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 in color but they they look really good in person. Nice. For what it's worth, they look really good. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to completing that collection, which you know those will trickle out as they as they're released or as you know they hit stores. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I full on forgot that I ordered but arrived this week anyway is uh, w- you know we talk about the, the the best action figures 
mm-hmm. from uh, the loyal subjects, which we'll talk more about those in news. Well, the Walmart exclusive four pack of the multicolored foot or not multicolored foot, but, you know, four foot soldiers of multicolors of the mm-hmm. multiple colors. Uh, I got that. And Jeff, do you remember seeing the packaging on this? It, it's it's designed like an old NES cartridge. Yeah. Or old NES box. Well, in person, it looks real cool. It's super dumb. Like, it doesn't really make any sense, but it looks right. cool. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Um, there, there's not much difference to the sculpts. So it is it's very much a, a, a cash, cash, you know, cash and grab or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Cash grab. And to, to, to make, to add insult to injury, two days before I got the four pack in, Big Bad Toy Store sent me my pre order of the single foot soldier from that same. <laughs> so I got five foot soldiers in a matter of two days. Uh, time to relist that. Uh, but, well, technically Maybe. it's different. It's a paint, different paint job. Okay. So it's the regular Canon, you know, purple in the single pack. But it's just why do they have to send send them the same week? It's 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 just a a grim reminder of the money that I'm wasting on this stuff. But again, we'll get to some more loyal su- subject stuff uh, when we yeah. get to news. That's pretty much all that I have this this week for what's in my box. I've got something, but it's not here. I haven't been able to pay for it yet, so I'm not going to talk about it. So just stay tuned till next time, and hopefully I'll have it by then. <laughs> <laughs> I won an auction uh, recently that made me very happy. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I can say. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I did. Get, I did get my uh, my Raphael uh, Frankenstein. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and nice. it's 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 as beautiful as advertised. Yeah, I saw it at uh at GameStop. I just I didn't get it. I'll probably just I'm I'm being you know picky and having to choose you know if i if i pick one i'll probably get well we haven't talked about that yet we'll get to that in a minute (laughs) well if we're done with what's in our box jeff what's next it now is time for the news news time uh yeah we have again It's news time, Jeff. You, you sound like Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've been gone a while, so as you would expect, news has kind of piled up. Um, I, I was not initially planning on having news on the the the, the, the Matt Hill episode, but we got to get these out of the way because otherwise, the next episode will just be completely swallowed by news topics. Yeah, this is true. So, uh, Je- Jeff, I'm going to let you jump into our first news topic. All right. Um, as you all know, as we just mentioned, uh, uh, or as Sergio just mentioned, um, the uh, Frankenstein Raphael. Uh, continuing that line, uh, NECA has unveiled their next uh, Universal Monster figure, and that is Donatello as the Invisible Man. Yeah, I, they've chosen some weird universal monsters if 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 i'm giving my opinion they've chosen some weird ones well yeah 
Yeah. Like I know, I know you're really big into the invisible man, but when I think universal monsters, I, the first ones that come to mind, right. Are Frank, uh, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula and the Wolfman, Right. Yeah. And only one of those three are represented here. And, and I would even put the creature from the black lagoon above the ones that they chose. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So Invisible I mean, man, Donnie looks really cool. It's just, weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got, the, I mean, the mummy's right there too. I mean, you know, yeah, with, yeah. and that's being done, but like, I think they're doing something different instead of just copying like the original playmates run. You know, and I think this is not the last of these, so we'll probably get you know another wave of different ones. Maybe, maybe I'm 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 sure it depends on how these sell. So you're you're right. It, it's just it's it's just a weird four. It's a weird four. Yeah. It's especially considering both the mummy and Invisible Man have bandages, you know, over their face. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. what is what does Invisible Man Donnie look like? I mean, like a giant turtle looking like the Invisible Man. <laughs> I mean, um, I've only I've only seen just the box art. I haven't seen any um, like straight figure images. Really, I thought they had released as of yet. Maybe they. No, but, maybe that. Yeah, that was. I guess it was just a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they definitely did not give us a date or anything on it, so. It'll 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 hit probably this year, probably right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let's see here. Um, let me pull it up. Sorry, hang on a second. Come on, Jeff. Shut up! Don't rush me. You're the news guy. Shut up. <laughs> uh. So this week, uh, Limited Run Games uh, announced that they are going to be releasing uh, physical copies uh, of uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, it looks like. Um, and it'll come, they'll come with a reversible cover art, uh, sprite stickers, art book. Now, this is just the regular edition. Um, it'll also, it should also be hitting, uh, major retailers later as well. And on, on June 6th, they will reveal what collector's editions they'll be releasing, um, as well. And that should be something that you will only be able to get through, uh, limited run games. And we'll have those links in the show notes when, or whenever they pop up. Yeah. Yeah. This this is in- interesting. Just just looking at the the press release here. Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Are these games? Is this game coming natively to PS5 and Xbox Series X? Yeah, I'm like so. They only really kind of do like uh, Switch and PlayStation stuff. I'm not sure why there's not a PlayStation Five, but this will be their first Xbox release. Because traditionally, or primarily, they used to be PS4, and then they dipped into Switch um, releases. And they put out games that don't normally get physical releases. Oh, actually, I'm checking the wiki for this game, and it looks like it's not going to be like a PS5 game or a Series X game. 
Well, at least right now. Maybe. Like it, it, the thing is, it doesn't really matter. Both both consoles are backwards compatible, so yeah. you can play PS4 games on PS5. It's just very odd. Like usually, what companies will do is you know put an extra layer of sheen or you know cut the load times out on the PS5 and Series X versions. But yeah, I guess they're not doing that right now. Right. Uh, but okay, all right. So I guess I'm buying something from from a uh, limited run games. Yeah. Now the question will be, where you gonna get the regular or the collectors? The regular. Mm. Yeah. Uh, have they have they announced pricing? No, it doesn't look like they've announced pricing for the the uh, collectors. No, not yet. Hmm. Now, now keep in mind, this will be. They also did the same thing for. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 where you could get it from them first. Now it does take a while, so if you're like you're wondering, hey, a month has gone by and I still don't have my game, they gotta make this stuff. So it, it is gonna take a while. So if you can't wait to get a physical and you want to play it beforehand, get the digital, then get your physical. I'm doing both. Oh <laughs> so. well, oh man. Okay, then this oh man. Now, now I'm very, very torn because if I order this from them and it's not at my house day and date with the regular release. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I, I don't know why. I'm, like, now my decisions are are hard. Like, bo- yeah. both of these new games that are coming out, I just can't decide what it, what I want to buy them on how I want to buy them, what version I want to buy them. Like, it shouldn't be this hard. Maybe I mean, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting both PS4 and Switch for both. Yeah, I'm not, there's no way I would get this on Switch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, okay, let's move on. What's what's our next news story? Well, you know, it's like Playmates is just kind of hanging in there. And, are they? Are they? Uh, they're coming back. Again, with TMNT versus Street Fighter figures. Uh, uh, when I saw be in Sergio's house because he bought those Cobra Kai ones. Yeah, I bought those as a joke. And you're going to buy these as a joke. I didn't realize they were going to take that as like an enthusiasm to release more of them. They knew. They were like, hey, that Sergio guy will buy any kind of crap we release. So let's do it. Like these make a little more sense than the Cobra Kai figures. Uh, not by much. Yeah. Um. When when I first saw these images, I thought they were like fan mock-ups. They look like fan mock-ups. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, cute. Someone, someone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if they did that? And then they totally did that. Like, yeah. Uh, the what's up with the paint jobs on these turtles? Trying to make them look like X Men the animated series style shading. Yeah, like I, I guess I applaud the effort. I don't know if I like what they look like at all. Yeah, but you're you're probably right. That, that's one thing Playmates is really good at doing is actually getting stuff in stores. Yeah. So. Inevitably, when I see these at a Target, I'm just going to buy them, like, re- reflex- reflexively. Yeah. 
I'm really curious what the uh, packaging is going to look like. I am too. Probably similar to Cobra Kai. Oh, I hope not. It, it might be. Those, the, the, those. What if it just looks like these images? Yeah. Man, who knows? Uh, let's move on. These, the, the, I, I don't like these at all. <laughs> but they and will I, be I, in and your I house. I kind of like Street Fighter. You don't like Street Fighter? No, I said I kind of like Street Fighter. Oh well. That doesn't make me want these anymore. I'll end up with. You'll them. still buy them. I know. You'll buy them. You'll buy everything. Leave me alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'm going to kick it to you for news because that's that's the extent of the what I got. OK, so uh, we're going to jump back over to the NECA desk. And uh, so f- there, there's been a few figures that people have kind of been clamoring for for a while now. And I, I guess they just wanted to wait until, you know, a big event to put it out. Last year they did the the, the channel channel six um four pack with all of the the news team yeah for their 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 big uh san diego comic-con four pack release thing that went straight to targets well this year we are getting let's see what oh no i lost my link where'd it go there it is uh we are getting human bebop and rocksteady human baxter stockman and a human hamato yoshi so yeah, and and there it's referred to as the pre-mutation four pack. Okay, that's a uh, catchy name, right? Uh, it's it's being billed as a con exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that means, you know, because th- these past two years they've been really generous with the con exclusives and releasing and they released them to Target. That way you wouldn't have to pay someone who actually went to the Comic Con. Uh, right. There wasn't a Comic Con. This year, I think there is actually going to be a convention. Oh. So I, I don't see anything here saying that it's going to be in targets, but it does say sale information coming soon. So yeah, my instincts tell me it's probably going to hit the NECA uh, store online. That would be nice. Like there is – there are some like Star Wars Hasbro stuff that's like I think you can only buy at the convention – Mm-hmm. And not online, which kind of sucks, but I'm kind of like, oh, let's see if I can find somewhere that's actually going to sell it. Yeah. And it probably would probably would be Big Bad because they tend to do some of those, I think, from time to time. Yeah, Big, big Bad. It, they, they get some weird stuff. Um, Love Big Bad. Uh, I am a little disappointed that we're not getting Barney Stockman. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, maybe there. Oh, no head swap. No head swap. Yeah, like all the all the accessories that come with it, none of them are an extra head for Baxter Stockman. What I am like super stoked about is the fact that Baxter comes with the uh, the shrunken Ninja Turtles in a jar. Yes, that's cool. Which is very and you, cool. And you can take them out of the jar. Yeah, and Splinter comes with the baby tur- pre uh, pre mutated baby turtles. Wait, is that? Yeah, in the glass bowl. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 sorry. I didn't see that at first. Okay, cool. Um Yeah, this is this is this is a cool release. I really like it. And it's a lot of it's a lot of figures that have been kind of bubbling under the surface. 
Yeah. Uh, for for quite a while. Uh, so good on them. Very cool. I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping that they do an ultimate Baxter with Barney's head. Yeah. Just just I mean, just just saying. It's it's you're gonna have this one for free, NECA. They're not gonna run out of stuff to make. I mean, they're just not. <laughs> There's 193 episodes for crying out loud. That's true. That's true. Um, let's see. What is our next news topic? It is. So, uh, so let's, let's talk about Shredder's eyebrows. Oh my god. Okay. How do I how do I even en- encompass this? So, Super Seven, they they're releasing their Ultimate Shredder, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they they they, they find they, they showed some pics of you know the the uh, accessories and whatnot that come with it, and as you know, all the Super Seven Ultimate figures are designed to look very similar to the original Playmates figures. Well, the Shredder figure that they're making has an extra head. Yeah. The extra head has eyebrows drawn on his helmet. Tripping me up. Yeah. Yeah. So at at first I was like, what is, what is this? What is this bootleg crap that, what are they trying to sell me here? Mm -hmm. Apparently the original playmate figure, playmates figure had his eyebrows on his helmet. That is so trippy. Like it's, it's a real, it's, it's a real, um, what's it called? When uh, you remember the past uh, one way, but it's not really the same. The, uh, not the Mandela effect. Yeah, the Mandela effect. Yes, that's exactly what this is. I don't remember his eyebrows being like that. I don't either. But then when I pull up a picture of the original Shredder, his eyebrows are totally like that. Yeah. And I played with that figure my entire childhood. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I I don't get it. It 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 literally I, I when this news came through I was sitting on a subway in New York and I was like what because this is so weird. Yeah. So so yeah I, I I'm I'll try to include links to something that shows this off, but. Just Google it. Just Google Shredder eye, Shredder Playmates or Shredder Eyebrows and just look real close. So, yeah. So, yeah, the, the extra head is an homage to that poorly designed Shredder figure is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, so slow clap, slow clap. Someone is paying attention. Indeed. Um, What else do we have? Ah, OK. So I, I told you that we would talk about the loyal subjects again, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently apparently their turtles figures are a huge hit right yeah there's I, there's not like a press release or anything saying that they are but you can tell by their future output that they were very happy with what happened with those original figures yeah from multiple different sources several different turtles skews have popped out of the out of nowhere and we're getting a whole bunch of paint jobs for those stupid loyal subjects figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we're getting ones that are based on the original comic book, which we kind of already referred to, but now we're yeah. they've confirmed that the Shredder and a, a Foot Elite is is coming based on the original uh, comic book. Uh, there's also going to be some glow in the dark figures. There's a glow in the dark Casey. There's a whole set of uh, like a four pack of the turtles, all blue. Yeah. And I'm I'm. Do you know what they're referencing there? I'm thinking blue raspberry Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but okay, but what are they referring to? Like what? Are they, they're not just pulling and pulling the the blue ones out of thin air, are they? Your guess is as good as mine. Like, I don't ever recall seeing blue Ninja Turtles unless you count Raphael from the um, the Archie comics in the black and blue-ish symbiote-type-looking suit. Yeah. But that's that can't be what they're doing. Yeah, that's definitely not what they're doing. I, 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 I don't know. And maybe these blue ones are just glow-in-the-dark ones. I don't – I really don't know. Maybe. Uh why would they be blue instead of you know green? I don't know. I've it's it's a perplexing paint job. If anyone out there knows the answer, let us know. Yeah. Um. Uh. We're all. all but if if the uh, the internet is to believe, you know, you know, if it's on the internet, it's bound to be true, right? <laughs> sure. That's that's the old saying, right? Believe yeah. everything you read. <laughs> Um, we're getting both a Bebop and Rocksteady with an alternate paint job that is kind of pink that d- doesn't really make much sense. Um, then we're also getting a run of the 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 those original turtle sculpts with uh, pixelated paint jobs and box art that is reminiscent of the original arcade game. They're really just trying to to cash in as get as get as much of our money as they possibly can on these turtle sculpts that they're very very proud of. You know the the amazing thing is they're getting so much of your money. I know, I know. Like I was just collecting them as a joke. Again, I'm just like, okay, here's another skew, here's another paint job. That's cool. But now it's now they're now I feel like they're taking advantage of me. They are. <laughs> They are. They're they're listening. Oh man. I mean like the the shredder and the elite look pretty good. Keep in mind that they are they're still mock-ups. Yeah. Cuz I don't really I don't see any any joints on those. Yeah. They're I mean, or if they are they're hidden really well. I mean, I know one listener that's going to buy the shredder. Yeah. Because he buys all the shredders. Yeah. There's a whole army of shredders. I don't know, man. Like, this this just feels like a company that, that like, we we gave them, like, just faint praise. And they're like, okay, really? Well, I'm going to quadruple down on this idea. Come along for the ride with us. That's what they're doing. And and no, that, no I've, I might be getting off at this stop, bro. I might be. Uh, You know, <sighs> Like the whole was the the pink and reddish looking Bebop and Rock City. I'm like, are they making the battle damaged boss fight versions from the arcade game into figures? Yeah, they are. 
uh, it's, it's like a competition to see who can pull the most obscure turtles references and turn them into figures. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly how they're packaged too. Oh yuck. Yeah, the box art has like uh, the uh, pixelated Bebop and Rocksteady like sitting down, like they just got smacked. Ugh. That's what Let's they are. Let's move on. This, <laughs> in cart now? Oh, really? Already, Sergio? <laughs> Shut oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I am happy to, to report that their their Casey Jones, uh, best action figure. Remember what, what we saw a few a few episodes ago with a weird paint job on his face? Yeah, he looked like he was like a part of like the Kiss Army. It's like Casey Jones, the Juggalo. Yeah. Uh, the, the initial Casey Jones release has an extra head, and it does not have that face paint. Oh, that's good. I, I don't know if that's going to be a subsequent release or not, um, but just them actually him having an extra head doesn't make sense if it's based on the original cartoon. We've talked about this. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. The last piece of news is IDW related. Uh, we finally got some some hard details as to what the Armageddon game is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an upcoming uh, miniseries that will run concurrent with the the regular ongoing series. It is going to be written by uh, Turtles All-Star, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, Tom Waltz. Yeah, Tom Waltz. And it's going to start in August. Oh, nice. Uh, you didn't happen to pick up the free comic book day book, did you? I did not. So the free comic book day is kind of a a prequel that leads up to it. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because there's not really a story happening in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind of just sets up what's going to happen or it, it sets up an idea. And and basically, have you, you've seen the cover of the, 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 the free comic book day book, right? Yeah. With with the four with the four turtles on it, they're in the same pose as the original uh, comic or the original number one, and they have those white masks on. It's really foreboding. Like it's it's a really good, really cool uh, illustration. Well, in that book, the first half of the book is a panel for panel recreation of volume one number one for the entire. Uh, purple dragons fight mm-hmm. starring these four other turtles that aren't the aren't the turtles that we know and love from the idw books mm. they're they have the same four names but the turtles have different weapons so like i can't these i, I don't know the specifics but it's like michelangelo has the bow staff Raphael has katana Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And instead of fighting the Purple Dragons, they're fighting uh, – I can't remember the name of the, the faction, but it's it's like an EPF-style like government faction. Um, and it's all kind of a, happening in the mind of Venus, but it's not. It's it, They really don't 
commit to these four turtles even being real. And since the Armageddon game is going to be about the Rat King, all of this could just be an illusion. We we, we don't know. But that free comic book day uh, book is slick. It's really cool. The, the, the art is fantastic. It sets up the appropriate amount, amount of mystery for what is looking to be the event series that gets the IDW book back on track. Mm-hmm. At least I hope. Um, leading up to the Armageddon game, there's going to be there. There's there's like a, a one shot that is like a th- almost like a thick annual that covers basically what you need to know before you read the Armageddon game, and it has a uh, let's see TMT 84 annual 2020 and annual 2021. Uh, that's already out. You can go buy that now, uh, and then. Directly following that, I think releasing in the next week or so, uh, is there, there's opening moves. It's the Armageddon game opening moves. It's it's a two-issue series further preparing you for the actual game, which won't start until August. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of content here to uh, to digest and a, and a lot of like prep work for you to know what exactly is going on in the Turtles uh, and Rat King story, which we're 130 something books into this thing. I, I kind of dig that they're giving us, uh, giving us all this, this background work. Yeah. Uh, so we, we actually had a listener reach out and, and say, Hey, I'm trying to get caught up for the Armageddon game. What do you suggest I read? And I was immediately like, Oh no. Oh no. Everything. Yeah. Like I just, I want to tell him just read all of it. <laughs> But no, I, I I went through and actually carved out you know a, a good chunk of books, hoping that I pointed in the right direction because I don't know what the story's about. I could be completely wrong. Read everything, listener. Read everything. It's just yeah, just start from one and just read it all. There literally and is plenty of time. There isn't. The Armageddon game starts in like what three months? The the the, the uh. There's plenty of time to read 130 something issues of. It, no, it's more than 130 something. It's more like 200. Ooh, well, get get to work. With, what with are you, you listening to this for? You gotta be, you gotta get reading. <laughs> yeah, with with all the miniseries and all the side stuff, it's a it's a like it's like 200 books. I mean, if you read 10 books a day, you know, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do it. I I don't know who you are, listener, but I believe in you. I always have. <laughs> Uh, I think that does it for news. Let me see. Let me look at my little list here. That's everything. That is everything. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything else before we jump into our uh, exclusive interview? Uh, no, Sergio. That about does it. Fantastic. Uh, we're not going to have the the, the the regular cleanup at the end of the episode. So uh, right now, I just want to remind you, next time on Shellheads, we will absolutely be reading or we'll be watching uh, the next chunk of episodes for uh, 2K3. So if you've already watched those, you're caught up. Uh, if you haven't, the ones you need to watch are episode. They're from season three. Episodes 319 through 326. And I guess here's where I pitch to you. Jeff, before we get to our uh, our interview, where can you be found? As 
always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Burnham, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we have uh, weekly Super Smash Brothers tournaments. Uh, we also do a retro game restoration, uh, cleaning cartridges, making them work like new. Um, we also feature um, interesting and unique games um, on uh, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, uh, and we have our our working uh, Neo Geo arcade cabinet with Metal Slug X, uh, King of Fighters, and many, many more. Um, we also do you know, birthday parties and so on and so forth, um, so please uh, come check us out. We're also on Instagram uh, and Facebook, so please uh, search us out um, and come game with us. And where can we find you, Sergio? Uh, Reality Breached is back, baby. Yeah, we we officially rebooted the podcast. Uh, we're we're now streaming re, on re, Twitch. Re. We uh, re re re. Uh, we're streaming on Twitch. We're streaming. Uh, are the episodes are archived on YouTube and uh, a forthcoming podcast feed. Uh, we do have to have a few episodes before we can get that approved. Uh, but it feels great to be back. So uh, we're nice. this time next week, which would be I guess Tuesday of next week. We have episode two. So search for the Reality Breached Twitch channel and uh, subscribe there. Uh, that way you can be notified when we go live. Excellent. And hopefully some uh, um, Shellheads uh, Twitch streams maybe in our future. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Playing some video games maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Well, uh, well, that does it there. Let's take a quick break and then we'll jump into... Matt Hill. Hey, and welcome back. Uh, I've, as I said at the top of this episode, uh, we have a very special guest for you uh, this evening. Assuming it's the evening. You can listen to these any time of day, apparently. It's a podcast. Uh, but I, I'm not going to steal Jeff's thunder. He, he's, he's been working on getting this interview uh, up and running for a while. So I'm going to pitch directly to you, J- uh, Jeff. Who do we have on the line? We have our, our special guest is uh, the one and only Matt Hill, uh, voice actor extraordinaire. Um, he's if you grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons, uh, you might recognize his voice uh, from Captain and the Game Master, Ed, Ed and Eddie, Ronan Warriors. Um, I, I think it was also Dino Trucks uh, as well, uh, depending upon, you know, if your kids are watching um, and he's, he's done some, uh, some live action stuff too. Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, fellas, it's an honor to be here. And, um, you know, especially like uh, Jeff with, um, you know, with captain Nintendo literally being the first prelay uh, cartoon for me, that sort of just like kind of shot it out of the gate. You know, it was uh, so it's like it's very, very cool that, uh, you know, after all these years, you know, we get to say talk about a show and say, you know, something like that for me, because it's, you know, it's pretty special for me that way. Um, You know, kid growing up in a small town here just outside of Vancouver, um, like we didn't even have cable. So, you know, for me to catch like the, you know, the Saturday morning, you know, cartoon lineup out of the States, I had to go over to my buddy's house because they had cable. (laughs) So it was pretty awesome. And and it's a perfect segue into how how did that come about? How did how did uh, an, an awesome guy from Vancouver get to 
you know, be on the airwaves uh, voicing uh, an iconic uh, cartoon character. Well, I have a very loud voice rate. So, you know, like all the way up here from Canada, if I hit the winds the right way, they literally <laughs> went all the way to Los Angeles. It was crazy. Um, but, uh, but I guess in all seriousness, um, uh, back in the day, um, they were starting to do cartoon recordings um, up here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, I guess NBC would have been no different. Everybody was looking to record in, you know, in different places. Um, because, you know, before that Toronto was a, was quite a big center in Canada for that. Um, but, uh, you know, then but, you know, all of a sudden Vancouver becomes sort of like the, the hot place for people to come to. And, um, so it was, it was pretty awesome because, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, I grew up watching cartoons, but I never actually thought that, you know, I'd hear my voice, you know, on a, you know, sort of like on a Saturday morning, you know, like the classic lineup. Right. Um, yeah. So it was, a, yeah, it was very, very cool. I was got to kind of, you know, the classic kind of pinch myself going like, is that me? You know, like, oh my God, I sound so crappy, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, I think I improved a little bit. So I feel, I feel pretty good, you know? Oh, definitely. And I'm, I'm, I'm really curious before we get into Ninja Turtle stuff, I am curious, how did you snag the role of Captain N? Literally, um, we had an audition. So like, that's, it's like, you know, that's, that's obvious. That's how we get it. Um, and, uh, I was just really lucky, you know, that I guess I just sort of had that, that energy and, uh, um, I got the part, you know, so, um, it's, it's literally where uh, we go into the studio and do the, you know, read the lines, read the scenes, you know, director bashes you around a little bit saying, here, try it this way, try it that way. And, um, you know, I, uh, I go up the pot. So I guess I passed the audition. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. And, you know, 35 years later, um, it's just, it just blows my mind how, you know, the classic, like, Oh my God, didn't it just start, you know? And then it's, yeah. like, I just had my 35th year. It's just crazy. Oh. You know? So, uh, yeah, very, very, uh, humbled and honored to be able to do this. That's my yeah. So, so I have a question. Sure. Uh, you, you said you've been in you've been in the you know been in the business thirty five years. How has it changed over over that time? The the, the process of voice acting. Oh, that's a, that's a, such a great question, Sergio. Because literally, you know, um, even before the pandemic, um, we were always in person. It was very very rarely, you know, it was basically you you would get shows because you'd say, yeah, I'm based here, or you know, I'm based in L.A. or I'm based in Vancouver or I'm based in both cities. Um, you know, being able to go back and forth, the onus was always on the actor to be in the studio, right? So, you know, because like that, we we did everything in person, right? Because mm-hmm. say even as technology started to come around, um, there was still this really big bias of no, 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 you can't record that from somewhere else. I mean, you know, obviously as we went along. Um, you know, we could record, you know, me in, say, Vancouver and, you know, an actor in L.A. or an actor in London or me in London and someone here. Right. Everybody got as the technology got better, um, it, it, it got, you know, a lot more broadcast quality. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. so the sort of like that bias um, is started to change, um, except, you know, still that in-person um you know, session and auditions, you still you just can't buy that vibe. It's like going to a concert, right? You know, you get the vibe off of everyone else. The band gets the vibe off, you know, off the fans. It's the same thing, say, being a voice actor. 
Um, you know, especially if you get like more than one of us in, in the room, it's just like, it's a, like a collusion of like crazy voices, everybody trying to outvoice each other. Like I, everybody sort of like all of a sudden forgets what they actually sound like. Right. It's, it's crazy. Um, you know, and then before the pandemic, um, came, um, it started to shift more into an MP3 situation. So, you know, literally you put your own setup at home. And, um, you know, you record everything from your own home studio. Um, and so then that was more of a sought after sort of like a, you know, like a basically like if you had a really good setup and you had, say, Source Connect or something that was broadcast quality right away, um, you know, that then put you at the forefront of, say, being able to be cast and, and work from home. Um, you know, then especially when the pandemic hit, it was, you know. I mean, all of us, right? We had to pivot and, you know, figure out how to record, um, you know, all, all by ourselves kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's listening to that, to that entire like walkthrough. It's, it's funny how the, the, as the technology has shifted, it sounds like the onus is still on the actor because before you would be traveling everywhere to, you know, to keep up with these parts. But now it's, let me make sure I have the state of the art equipment. So yes. I can be as cost effective to whoever's producing the, the the program. You nailed it. Yeah, it's you know it's funny because it all it's it all used to be even when you know they were like no you have to be in person and if you can't be here you know then forget it don't even we won't even bring you in right whereas now they're like well you can't come in because we actually don't even want to pay for the studio anymore until we actually do the you know until we actually do the sh- the series. Right. So, you know, um, it, it's always been around like, the, you know, as little cost as a cost to the producers. Right. Um, you know, but I guess that's a good producer. You know, they're like, oh, right on. We did it for that cheap. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we paid them how much? What? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's it's I mean, it's got it's it's got its great things. I mean, you know, obviously, sometimes it's really awesome to just like blast stuff out from my home. Right. And know that I'm you know, I'm I'm given as good of a, of a, say a, a production value, you know, screaming from my own living room, um, that I would say having to travel, you know, like to any of the studios here or, you know, or back to LA to do the same thing. Right. Um, and you know, and, and so there's been really good advantages that way. Um, you know, but then it was, somebody said today, there's more of a number where it used to be maybe like you know, maybe 20, maybe 30 people might be up for the same role. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now because of MP3s, um, I mean, you know, producers are listening to like 300 people for one, like for one role. It's crazy. Wow. Right. But that's just the amount of choice that they've got because, you know, it's no skin off of producers, you know, you know what, right. To just, all it is, is just time for them to have to listen to people. Right. So, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, I, I guess in some respects it's uh, you know, it's uh, they, they find what they need that way still, you know? So I, I, I would just get confused. I guess that's why I'm an actor. Cause you know, I, I, wouldn't be able to pick. I just be like, uh, I don't know what the, maybe the 12th one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. now, it, what it, what it is is that the producers have their favorite 30 guys and yeah. they have a file folder full of 200 auditions and they, cherry pick the ones they like that's what that's what it is and that's never changed i mean we're you know i mean we're all you know it's all nepotism buddy it's all you know (laughs) you know it's uh um you know it's uh it's funny though isn't it right because i think you know especially at this time 
where I think it's interesting as we're coming sort of like, you know, early days out of the pandemic, um, studios are opening back up here. Um, I mean, I know that, you know, they've been open in, in the States for a while. Um, but I think, I, I don't know, I don't think they're going to go back, you know, sort of like five, six, seven years ago. I don't think, you know, I think it's going to primarily still be done by MP3s because it's just too, it's too easy to just have to listen to people, right? As yeah. opposed to just go, well, no, now, you know, because now I think they'll always, it'll be like, you know, FOMO, fear of messing out, right? <laughs> they'll be, so, you know, um, I, I think that's, I, I think that's here to stay, right? So I think yeah. there's good yeah. things and it's, I mean, it's, it's good, right? I think it, it allows new people to come in as well, right? Um, because, you know, somebody can record something off their iPhone and um, if it, you know, if it hits the producer's ears the right way, then, you know, um, they're like, yeah, that one pick. I want that guy to work on this or that girl. Right. So um, it's, uh, you know, it's good. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, because like you were saying, like back in the day, like, you know, having everybody record together and you have to pay for studio time. So now they don't really have to do pay for the studio. Yeah. yeah. You know, so the cost is down. But oh. Like on all those old shows, recording, like you said, feeding off everybody's energy and together in the same room, you can just you can feel it. Oh, dude, it was it was like seriously gives me goosebumps talking about it because it's just like it's such a special experience, um, you know, as an actor. But then, like, when all of a sudden you like you kind of look around and go, "Am I allowed to swear?" Uh, oh no, no, that's okay. Good, thank you. Because I, I was about to say, holy, you know, but I was like, <laughs> you look around and you go, holy moly, this is so cool, right? Because you know you're hearing like people just ripping stuff off that is, you know, coming off that is just genius, right? And uh, you know everybody's feeding off the other one, and um, I don't know. To me, that that still, you'll never be able to record that. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get that same sort of feeling unless you've got a couple of human beings in the same, you know, in the same studio at the same time, you know, it's, uh, I mean, you know, they still get what they need, obviously. Right. Cause right. there's, you know, they're still recording so many things. Um, but I, I just think that uh, maybe we were just, I don't know, maybe that's part of what the golden age of something is. Right. Because that certainly was, you know, in my version of say that golden age of say being able to do voiceover as an example. Right. Um, you know, cause it was just like, Oh, it's just like, it was crazy. So fun. <laughs> Definitely. Like, cause like I could see the transition from like watching, you know, the, the Batman, the animated series cast, and then yeah. going to the, the Batman Arkham games and just seeing yeah. Kevin Conroy in the booth by himself recording and not yeah. having Mark Hamill be the Joker there next to him to feed yeah. off that energy. Yeah. It's I mean, still you know, good, but it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Emerges as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, and obviously that's that's good acting and good actors and good, you know, and good writing and good producing and good directing, right? So you still you still get what you need so that people go like, oh my god, that was awesome. It, and I think the um, like I just wonder, you know, I don't know, like what would it have been like if like you know Robin Williams now had to you know I and mean, then got rest of his soul. Um, but imagine if Aladdin had to be done in a so in a single room from somewhere else. I, you know, I mean, maybe with Robin Williams, maybe that's the wrong cat. Maybe that's the caveat. He he could still, you know, he could still fill 400 hours worth of stuff and be like just genius, oh, yeah. 
Wait. I was I was actually just about to say that it, if if it was up to Robin Williams, it would just be four four straight hours of genie. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'd watch that. Oh, totally. Hey, I mean, oh, he's just brilliant, you know. But okay, so so for us, like way less 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 talented actors like me, um, we needed other people to be, you know, to like feed off their energy. <laughs> so you know, it's uh um. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's just funny. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, it's like everything, right? Everything evolves. Um, I think in a way, old, you know, something that was old that then they're not really interested in sort of becomes new again because then all of a sudden someone goes, you know what? I'm going to have something really novel. Let's bring all the actors in for an in-person audition. You know, I, I bet that will happen at some point. I just don't think that's going to be the normal way of going back to doing things because it's just too expensive now. I think I don't think pr- producers would be able to justify that, right? Right. You know, I mean, just my sense, but you know, I uh, I think uh, you know that's uh, yeah, that's it there. You know, so like in answer to your question, I think that's probably been in thirty plus years that what we've got with it now being all mostly MP, like you know. It's like, I don't know, 99% MP3s. That's, for me, that's been the biggest shift in the industry, for sure. Gotcha. Um, Well, I have a question, uh, Matt. How did you, uh, you, now you've done some some on-camera work, um, including, um, I think it was, was it Dead Like Me? Oh, yeah. And you were even in a movie with Jackie Chan. Yes, Mr. Chan. Oh, uh, Shang, was it Shang, Shanghai, Shanghai Nights, right? Yep, yep, yep. Shanghai Nights, was, yep, absolutely. Uh, one of the best film experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, working with him was just so cool. Uh, he, you know, I mean, he's a legend. He's just, uh, it was just so fascinating to watch him, you know, do his work. And um, because um, English is very much was his, was his second language, um, you know, especially back then. Um, so his assistant would have his lines written in like in phonetically in um, in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Um, on so when it was whenever it was his point of view, right? I would have I would have his lines on my chest so that he could do the dialogue and stuff with me, right? So it was uh, you know, and then as soon as like the director would cut, um, you know, we'd have a break or whatever, he would just juggle everything that was on the set. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like juggling things, moving around. But the like the nicest guy, just you know, um, just it was just such such a like you know, I mean, what are we? It was four days together, and it was uh, it was really cool. It was very very special. That's for that's, sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So so how did you transition uh, in, into that, and then get into uh, working on uh, Ninja Turtles three as the as the suit actor? Uh well, you know, it's it's. It's always like, you know, the same sort of process, right? My agent, you know, put me up, <coughs> excuse me, my agent put me up for it. And um, actually, well, for Ninja Turtles specifically, it was because of my background with um, athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the casting director had sort of earmarked me saying like, you know what, I think Matt might be perfect for to play, you know, play one of the turtles. And then I just so happened because I'm five foot five, um, that was sort of like the height requirement. Where so much of my life, I always heard, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, kid. No, you're too short. You can't ride this ride. <laughs> so <laughs> it was so neat to finally be like, yes, I made the height requirement. And, uh, um, you know, as, get, get, as, 
as a five foot six dude, that's yeah. really empowering. See, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm five five and a five five and a half, and it, so it was uh, it was perfect. So that's why I got Raphael because uh, Leonardo was five six um, because they all was sort of like were about a half inch shorter or or taller than the other one, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so it was really cool because uh, you know same thing. I get to match my love of athletics, and so you know I got my butt kicked by um, you know a martial arts expert um yeah. shashir who was the uh was the uh, was the martial arts turtle um he was uh michelangelo um and they put yeah, they put us together and we trained and basically kicked my at butt for um you know for six months prior to um but it was one of the you know same same thing it was just such a cool unique way to go shoot a movie right mm-hmm. was to get in this like turtle gack every single day you know go from like normal natty to uh, you know being like Raphael. You know, it was and it was so cool because I just got so used to being in the suit, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, basically acting blind, deaf, and dumb um, because you couldn't, you really couldn't hear anything when you're inside the suit except for like all the machinery and stuff. That, right. You know that works the animatronics. Uh huh. And uh, you know, but I could hear my my puppeteer's um, uh, voice in my head all the time. You know, so I, like I literally, you know, I'd hear like smash, 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 and I'd hear like Matt, go left, Matt, Matt, go left, right, and then I bam, I'd hit the wall. I'd be like, what the, right, and, you know, and then my uh, my puppeteer Noel, he'd be like, I was telling you, go left. <laughs> you know, it was like, thanks, man. <laughs> so uh, we we truly were, you know, in those classic uh, those suits. We were we were. It was like Kabuki theater. It was so awesome. Just. Yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Like, to what extent, uh, you know, of, uh, like, stunts and stuff did you do? Like, um, because in a lot of the movies you've got, you know, you've got, you know, the martial arts turtle, the, you know, the, and then just the the suit actor, and then, you know, and then sometimes they're separate and, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, for turtles, I was uh, definitely the suit actor doing the acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like why I had to do martial arts training was because in the way that they shot the big fight scenes mm-hmm. and then let's say Raph had a lion in the middle of one of the, you know, one of the sequences, um, that's where I would have to learn how to do that actual punch or kick or mm-hmm. that sort of sequence so that then it was actually easy for them to be able to cut as well. Um, and so uh, that, that's why I had to, you know, do say the amount of um, training and stuff I did for that. Um, but there was like, you know, the guys who were like the uh, martial arts turtles, they're like, we're, they're, you know, they're like quadruple first class, you know, martial arts experts that, you know, in their chosen, um, you know, art form. Um, these, you know, these guys could like literally, you know, probably like kill me with their finger. <laughs> you know? and, and, and they've been hired to be in a, a kid's yeah. kid movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. You know, it was like... Uh, it was, it was classic. I mean, one night we were actually on a break from filming. And so we were all, um, cause we filmed it in Astoria, Oregon and, um, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a small, smallish town. And, uh, and it was, it was classic. It was like the, the classic, like Saturday night bullies that were walking on the other side of the street, you know, with these, the, you know, like the four white guys who were, we were the Ninja Turtle guys and the, the actors. And then there was the four martial arts, um, guys who are, who are Asian. And, uh, we're, you know, we're walking along, doing our thing, whatever. And all of a sudden we hear, we hear, hey, hey, you know, and they're like, are, we, are they talking to us? 
And like these guys, these big, big, big guys, obviously the town bullies, were like, yeah, you guys ain't so tough. Come on. You know, like bring it basically, right? And uh, the two um, the, the two martial arts guys who were um, playing uh, Leonardo and Raphael, <laughs> I never forget it. They looked at each other. They're like, you want to razzle dazzle? Right, and then, yeah. and jumped on the top of this car, like on the on the hood of this car, and did this like full on like kata that like basically was like, oh wow, and then they just went ah, and looked at the guys going, huh, you want to go, right? And then you know they obviously the classic bullies, they're like, oh no no we're good we're good man we're good, you know, but look out you know what I mean? It was like I'll never forget that it was just so awesome. <laughs> That, is, that, that sounds like something straight out of an 80s movie. I know. That's what we thought. It was so crazy because it was literally, I was going, man, is this what? We're shooting a movie, but these guys, it's like, you know, because Astoria, it kind of is a small, it's kind of like, it at the time, it felt like it was a bit stuck in the sort of like the 50s a little bit, right? And so it was really wild. It was like, oh, yeah, well, of course you'd have the town bully. Right. And of course, he's kind of big. And of course, he's the loudest guy on the street. Right. And uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was like Goonies. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's great. I have never heard that that story uh, at all. Um, like, do you have any other like any other like cool moments from working on on Turtles 3? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, what do you want to hear? Like, um, uh, it was. uh I, I, there was one scene, well, well, actually one full circle moment, which I think is pretty cool between all the scenes, like whenever we would say have a break or whatever, cause it was, it was super hot being in this side of the suit. Oh, yeah. um, and, and when we didn't have enough time, when they were sort of, were just doing say like a set change, we didn't have enough time to take the heads off and all that. So in order to just, so that we wouldn't die, we, you know, we'd sit down in our, in our chairs and, um, they would blow um, like they took the heat thing out of um, out of uh, uh, hair dryers, so that at least it's sort of given us some air and stuff. But we would literally hear um, you know this muffled like oh Matt there's a there's like there's a young kid there's a there's a mom with three kids um, on your left and on your right they're gonna take a they're gonna take a picture is that okay? <laughs> so we would be like oh, okay yeah yeah no worries so like completely blind. Right. But it, but then we, you know, we'd know that, oh, there's human beings being, you know, because the 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 lineups for people to come and say, you know, say, like, see the Ninja Turtles or whatever blew my mind. You guys like I, you know, I knew that they were popular. I just didn't realize how popular. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's this one like one um, per, uh, picture that I took with a mom and her and her um, and her daughter and well, mom and dad and then their little baby who maybe was six months old. Um, fast forward, like when we were running around North America in 2009 on run for one planet and we literally went to back to Astoria and we did a school event and literally this lady at the end of the event comes flying up to me, gives me the biggest bear hug. She goes, hold on a second. I have something to show you. And I was like, what, what, what are you talking? So we're talking like almost, you know, like, what is this? Like the, like, uh, what was it? 1992 into 2008 right so 20 26 years yeah so okay so thank you for the math no <laughs> the little girl, i'm not good at math <laughs> okay so the little girl who was in my arms who was like less than a year old was now going to college and he showed me she showed me a picture of that picture that we took together on the ninja turtle set right 
And then she goes, and now look at my daughter now, and she's like going to college, and right, and uh, it was just like for me that was like, what? That is crazy, you know. That's um, awesome. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean that that's where I feel really such like truly so fortunate to I guess have been chosen for the roles that I that I got to work on, mm-hmm. and all that I was doing in the world with you know especially when I when I started you know running say doing Run for One Planet, it's when I really realized how much of an effect these cartoons had had on people in a you know in a positive manner. Um, and it, and it just, I mean, it just rededicated for me, um, just feeling so, um, feeling so blessed to be able to continue to say, call this my work, but then know that every single time I get to go, you know, and do a new show or, you know, like, like that, get to go and do a, a school presentation or go to a fan convention. Um, you know, you really, you really truly got the message that the work really did mean a lot to people. You know what I mean? Like, oh Yeah. Because as an actor, we're always just like, obviously, we just want to get another job because, you know, you get a job, you can feed your family, right? You can you can pay for your life. But I so I was always very grateful for the work being an actor. Um, but I really it was like, but I really didn't believe that what the work that I was doing sort of went any further than me being grateful for being able to do the work that I do, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But but to then have, you know, like, well, like Jeff, right, you saying like, you know, watching Captain Nintendo, right, that 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 gave you a hit of wanting to do stuff in your life that you go like, man, you know, so like, I really appreciate that, that you, you know, that you've always like checked in with me and said like, man, how, what are you up to? How's things going? You yeah. know, um, you know, so it's, it, I guess, basically, it's like stuff I, I don't take it very lightly. You know what I mean? I feel very honored. So thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Like something like that happened with with us in the sense of, you know, we're just two guys that love Ninja Turtles and we're doing a podcast just farting around, just talking about stuff. And (laughs) and then people started kind of reaching out to us. I love it. And it, you know, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) People actually listen to this thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're like, yes, they do. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong. Where where do you feel like do you feel like that you didn't actually realize the impact that your podcast was having on people till you got that feedback from them? Yeah. Like yeah. we we you know I'm not used to it, you yeah. know? Cuz I'm just like I'm just, you know, we're just dudes. Yeah. And then some really just strong impactful um uh uh, stories that, that people reached out, you know, uh, to us about and, uh, um, people going through really tough times and it's like, Hey, you know, I, I listened to you on my, uh, you know, you helped get me through my night shift or, you know, I'm going to work or I'm having a really tough time and and listening to the show has meant a lot to me. And And it means so much to us. You know, and again, it's like, I'm very humbled by it. And I was like, you people know who we are, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but like you said, that's that to me, that's like the instant feedback loop, right? That's, you know, I always thought that that is a neat way of sort of like the, the, you know, the universe is saying, Hey man, you're doing a good thing. You're on the right path. Right. You know? Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's cause it's, it's wild because even like with, you know, like, let's say with like Ed, Ed and Eddie as an example, I had no idea Ed, Ed and Eddie was 
like as like insanely popular as it was because I, yeah. I don't you know I never watched I didn't watch a lot of shows and I didn't read like industry papers and you know all that sort of stuff but it wasn't until you know interestingly enough um till we went on our run for one planet around North America and you know being the voice of Ed literally saved our tour because you know it was in a time when America was going through that really bad financial crisis in 2008 Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to get into schools to be able to inspire and, you know, and speak our message with the kids, like it was unbelievable, you guys. And and it really, truly, for me, that was, the, you know, how many times did I have to have that like light bulb moment come back, you know, when like 2000 kids, you know, and their parents are going like, what? No, I, oh my God. And they're just like, they're just losing their, you know, losing their minds in a good way. Um, and it allowed us to share our message, which was to inspire environmental action and to believe in yourself, right? So it was, in a way, you know, um, once I realized that these were authentic roles that were given to me, right? You know, Ninja Turtles, same thing. It was it literally, it was those two parts that I was able to step into going, you know, so it literally became part of our platform where I would open the, you know, basically every single school presentation, you know, with a, yo, 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 you know, how you doing so-and-so with school, you know, you guys want to help save the planet with Raphael and, you know, and, and your buddy Ed too, right? And literally <laughs> like that, you'd have all these kids and their teachers going, yes, sign me up, whatever you need me to do, I am in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so um, it, ugh, it was just such a... Uh, it was just so many light bulb moments going off, right? Going like, holy crap! I think I, I, I chose well. I felt very, you know, really glad that I that I chose this, you know, crazy, amazing, and you know, frustratingly crazy at the at, at the same time. Sometimes, you know, acting career, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, let me transition from Turtles Three to Next Mutation, Raphael. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that's the same process that you were able to, to, to voice, uh, Raphael in that, that you auditioned. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, well to do, um, let's see, because I didn't, because I didn't do the voice of Raph in the, in Turtle Street mm-hmm. in the suit. Um, I mean, I was going to do the voice, but then, um, you know, the brilliant performer, um, who did, uh, who played him in Turtles one. Um, they ended up, uh, he ended up choosing to do it. So you know, obviously hats off to him cause he's, you know, he's the original. So, um, I thought that was good anyhow. Um, but then for the next mutation, because they were shooting, um, the series in Vancouver, they mm. originally asked if I would, um, get back in the suit again and, and be Raphael. Um, and I, at the moment I was like, ah, you know what? I, I, I was going to pass on it, but then, um, you know, they said, well, what about doing the voice for him? And I was like, yes, I would love to do the voice of Raph. Cause you know, for me, that was sort of like a, you know, like a sort of like a bow, you know, on the, on the sort of, uh, not a bow on the thing. What am I trying to say? Almost like the cherry on the, you know, on the Sunday. Yeah. So that, you know, for me, then that was like, you know, being Raphael and all those, you know, in both those incantations, you know, I felt quite complete in it. Um, you know, so, so it was really fun to just go in the studio and just, you know, rip, you know, being Raphael. Right. And, you know, and yeah. play, you know, give my own take on him as well. Right. So, um, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty good. You know, I mean, um, at one point they were looking like they were going to do another, um, 
a Ninja Turtles, um, basically like a, a mini series, um, where they were 15 years older. And, um, I, I was so stoked to do that one. Um, because it literally was like, you know, they'd come out in the open, right? Like, you know, Mikey had a, like a pizza store. Raphael had like a security company that he ran, right? Um, you know, I think Donnie had like a tech company or something. Um, and I thought it was one of the coolest scripts I'd ever, you know, read. Um, and, you know, and then being able to do, it was going to be for ABC. Um, but unfortunately, um, a few weeks before we went and did the, uh, the, the costume fittings, fittings in London, uh, they, uh, they pulled the plug. So, uh, we never, ever got to do it again, which is unfortunate. Wow. Like I didn't even know yeah. about that at no. all. Oh, Sergio, so, had so, you heard about that? I, like I've heard of a lot of things that, that kind of made, you know, just kind of died in development hell, but yeah. Yeah. What what era would that be? So so it would be after Next Mutation. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was like God. It was probably like maybe five years afterwards, maybe. So probably before they rebooted the cartoon, somewhere in there. God, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. You know, um, and maybe it was. Uh, I'm just trying to think because it was an ABC miniseries. I remember that because it was basically four hours worth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was just such a cool concept that they were going to bring the turtles, you know, out in the open 15 years later or 10 years later or whatever. Right. So instead of being teenagers, they're like young men, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, like, you know, Raph's still dealing with his anger management issues and, you know, and <laughs> it was just like, it was, I thought it was one of the most brilliant scripts I'd ever read. And I was, I was super stoked to, uh, you know, to be a part of it. Uh, so I was very disappointed when it, uh, um, you know, when they when they canceled my plane ticket, <laughs> <laughs> well, count me dis- us disappointed as well because I know you know yeah. it, it, anything to throw onto the pile of Ninja Turtle oh. stuff to you know. Ah, uh, I know, I know. All that to ABC money put into that, you know. <gasps> that's just dis- that, that's what Disney money, Jeff. That's Disney money. Well, it's Disney money now. But. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you know what? You never say never, right? You know, it's uh. You know, but I, I think probably that ship has sailed, but who knows? I mean, yeah. you know, and it's, 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 it's interesting that because your, your personality to me just fits Michelangelo so much better. Oh, I like it. Yes. You well, know, cause like, you know, the surfer dude, and, you know, it's like, I was like, well, I was like, if they ever get another Michelangelo down the road, I was like, I, I you know, let's, let's get that going. Who is actually? Is it? Uh, isn't that? Is that Robbie Rist that does? Uh, that does Mikey? Yeah, Robbie was the 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 three original uh, I, films. I thought he absolutely killed it in three. Like oh, he I did. He's got an energy that, like, I think, well, like that. Right? It's just like you get encoded with the way an actor does something, and yeah. you just think like, oh man, you know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh. Nope, definitely. Uh, but uh, no, nope, I mean, you know, but I like I say, fellas, I just feel super grateful. I can't, you know, I can't believe truly that, you know, 30 plus years you know, has gone under the, you know, the bridge of time, um, yeah. you know, but uh, um, it just makes me realize, right. It's like, we all, we're all here to do what we're here to do. And, you know, we just do it the best we can do it. Right. You know? Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we and we covered we covered uh, you know we we've done so many different uh, episodes. We're almost up to a hundred episodes. Wow, nice um, job. That's awesome. We, we covered all the movies, and we covered we covered the third film, yep. which 
it it's it's kind of divided the fandom. Some fans don't care for it. Other fans are you know really love it. Like, and when you know, I guess you know the suits being different or whatever. And I was like, well, when we took a deep dive, yeah, you know, and it's like. I was like, well, okay, and we hadn't, you know, we hadn't watched the movie in a long time. I was like, hey, this is actually really good because mm, yeah. I watched it a lot as a kid. I remember seeing it in theaters. Right, right. And, um, you know, and so we defend this film. <laughs> it's kind of a one of the on, ongoing jokes we have is this movie's not bad. Like, you know, like quit, quit poo pooing on Turtles Three. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome you, you know what boys i back you up absolutely i got you back i got you back yeah <laughs> and what's 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 really cool is there's a company called NECA who has been going through and like making all the live action movie uh turtles uh into into figures oh, and okay. they're on turtles 2 now and i'm like you know turtles 3 is not too far away let's get some samurai armor uh awesome. turtles action going totally oh Absolutely. Get your own action figure, man. You know what? I would love to have um, because I had. Um, let's see. I mean, for a long time, man. I mean, it, it was it was awesome. People just you know literally would just send me stuff of the turtles. Um, mm. So I had you know I had billions and billions of turtles items, um, and then you know I just gave them away to kids and you know charities and and stuff like that. Um, and I literally I now have um, not one item. <laughs> So uh, if one comes out, I will definitely, you know, get my hands on it for sure. But, uh, 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 but yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just so, um, was this so cool to be, I think in some respects, because let's say Turtles 3 was the last of sort of like, you know, they call almost like the classic um, Turtles versions, right? Before they went CGI. Um, And I think, you know, it's a very, really cool, special thing to be a part of. Right. Because it, yeah, I think it's I don't know. Call me crazy. But I think those that style of shooting, um, say, the turtles, I think it holds true. And I think it gets better with age. Right. Like, I think, you know, um, like, I think if they if they decided to go, say, do another one, you know, and they got a bunch of young guys and, you know, jumping in a suit, I think they'd make it kick. Like, I think I think it would be amazing. Right. You know, um, yeah, yeah. To, to, to this day, the fact that those three movies were made and were successful and, yeah. and weren't laughed off of the screen is like exactly. is an, an accomplishment. hundred percent. You know, it's uh, it's uh, absolutely, you know, it's uh, um, so, yeah, I feel, you know, like same thing. Right. It's just like I feel very, very honored to have been part of, you know, sort of like that franchise. Right. And, you know, I'll never forget, like, um, you know. The, the producers going like, oh yeah, do you know how to do a, uh, a do you know how to do a flip, right? I'm like, flip, what's a flip? You know, <laughs> the casting person's like, oh flip, can you do a flip? And I was like, oh yeah, 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 I can do a flip, no problem. <laughs> and then my inside voice all of a sudden is going, ah, you don't know how to do a flip, don't kill yourself in this room, right? So like, I went to kind of go, well, do you want me to do it right, right here? You know, thank God, David Chan was like, no, 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 it's okay, we trust you, we trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, but, uh, so I made sure I trained extra hard so that I could do a backflip. So, you know, so for about a sliver of time, I could actually do a backflip. It was felt pretty cool. So, you know, oh, no. knock myself out with the nunchucks way too many times. Well, you, you could do a backflip. Then they strap an entire turtle suit on you and you're like, yeah. I don't know, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> when I'm like, yeah, bring in the stunt turtle with you, guy. Come on. You know, it's, uh, oh yeah. It's, uh. No, it was very, um, 
yeah, what else? I mean, what else? What are, what are you guys dying to know about different things? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm sure Jeff has a question or two left, but I'm not going to let you get off the phone without talking about X Files. Oh, beautiful! I love the X Files. Sir, me too. And seeing oh. that in in your 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 uh on on your little page, I was oh. like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that was that same thing, right? It was such a it, it's such a classic slice of you know um, television. Right. The way that they shot that, they're just like, I think the timing of it all. Um, I think I still think Vancouver was such the perfect place for it to, you know, sort of like get its get its, you know, fame and notoriety. Um, whereas and, and again, I think it was just as good when they moved it to um, back to L.A. or to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, once again, Chris Carter's writing and the way that they put it all together, um, you know, the the. They almost to me, it reminded me of like sort of like what Breaking Bad, um, you know, sort of like, you know, that really um, What am I trying to say? Like the, the way that the lighting looks because it's just so freaking hot. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. In Vancouver, it's always so freaking cold and just, you know, like wet and, you know, and steamy from just, you know, from all the fog and stuff. Um, I think it just captured, you know, the essence of, of sort of like what that show was. Right. It was so creepy, you know. Like filming, there's a big park in Vancouver called Stanley Park where um, they, you know, they shot a lot of the stuff there, mm-hmm. um, and it was bonafidely freaking creepy to be in that park at night, even though you know, no, nobody's gonna hurt me. There's no aliens. There's no. I would be like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so <laughs> really afraid in this moment. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the light. I'm gonna go get a coffee. <laughs> you know. It's um, it's it's funny that you mentioned Breaking Bad because v- Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he cut his oh, teeth on yeah, X-Files. 100%. But so do you I, – I, I think that was – I mean, obviously, because it's the lighting issue where, you know, obviously. But I think that was – to me, I think that was also a choice for Breaking Bad of making the best of, of that really um, – because they had to make it look so different than the way that the Vancouver version of it did, right? Because it's a rainforest, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. L.A., it's a desert, Right. So, uh, you know, I think they yeah, I think they did an amazing job. Um, I know a lot of, you know, I don't know, fans always just think, like, oh, no, it's wrecked. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's still awesome. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and obviously nothing against uh, um, Dave Duchovny and um, and Jillian. I thought they were, they were perfect for those parts. I thought they were just amazing. They're so, so awesome to work with. And, um, you know, um, and it, actually I felt really cool that being able to be picked to do um, that, you know, the role I got to play um, and I didn't die in the bathtub of bloody water. Um, but I um, mean, you know, it's close, but, uh, um, <laughs> but it was really cool. A few years later um, I was at the airport um, saying goodbye to my, some family members from the UK and I get a tap on the shoulder um, and you know, I turn around and, and it's Chris Carter. And uh, he's like, Hey, you're, you're Matt. You remember Matt? You remember me from, from X-Files? I'm like, Dude, you are X Files. <laughs> uh, he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, man. We were really happy. We were we were so glad we hired you because you know you made your episode just so lighted up. So um, I thought, what a really nice thing to say, you know, a bunch of years later, you know. And um, yeah. I never forgot that. I thought it was pretty cool. Especially like, how many actors did he work with in, oh. in the same capacity that hundreds. he worked with you? Like, there's got to be hundreds, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have a rider in my contract that all the directors have to talk to me like for years afterwards. It's just <laughs> it's this weird thing. I don't know how I got it written in there, but it seems to be working, guys. Because <laughs> I really right next I'm, to the no backflips clause. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually a horrible actor, but there's some reason I have this clause. They're like, my God, he's so good. <laughs> he's brilliant. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big X Files guy. And, oh, uh, awesome, right on. Especially those, those first like four seasons. Yeah. Almost every episode is just magic. So, yeah, so I, it's, it's, it's awesome that you got to, to, to be part of that. Oh, totally, man. I know. Yeah, it's really cool. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I even know, <clears throat> um, William Davis. You know, the, the smoking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still can't get over the fact that like he was that guy, even though I knew him beforehand, because like I saw him years afterwards and I still was just like, whoa, that guy's so wild. <laughs> you know? It was just like, it was weird, you know, and I, I, I don't usually get uh, sort of, uh, you know, starstruck in my own city. I was just like, wow, <laughs> that's cool. Well, if you live, let's say you're, you're still in Vancouver. Yeah. So, so you're probably still around a lot of active sets because they still film a lot of stuff up there, don't they? 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're, I'm sure. I'm sure that brings its own excitement. Oh, you know what? What I love is, you know, um, it it it's still every once in a while I get that you know that whisper going like, you know what? Maybe maybe it's time to do another film, you know? And um, I uh, so so I know that uh, maybe there might be something like that in my future, you know um it's uh that that's the beautiful thing about acting is that you know you can do it till they take you up to heaven you know so it's true it's it's cool and vancouver is a a very very cool place to be able to you know call yourself you know doing what you do with say being an actor right because there's just a ton of stuff going on so um it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool well jeff do you what what else you got um so I'm I'm curious over the course of uh, you know the the films that you've worked on and the voice roles and stuff, um, did you uh, <clears throat> take any any keepsakes like from like from Turtles, uh, like say like Raphael's sigh or or whatever or you know? Yeah, on the on the final day of shooting, um, it was really cool. The um uh the stunt department because we had two heads right. We had the we had the one that was full animatronics like you know probably worth like 100 grand let's just you know for that number let's say um and it had all the working parts and stuff in it and then we had a stunt turtle head that had no um you know mechanics and stuff in it just had like the skin right but it fit us um and so um the uh the stunt department said you know what i they're never gonna know that like they'll die nobody's ever gonna notice if you guys want to take your head home um and so they gave us our stunt head right and so it was so cool. I had a stunt head in my in my um, in my house um, of of Raphael for you know well for about a day um, until um, I got a letter from from the legal department saying, "Hey, we heard that some of our property got taken home. <laughs> so you know, kindly return it, or there'll be a big fat lawsuit and blah blah blah." And you know, me being a you know like a, a polite Canadian, I was just like, "Oh, sorry, sorry. I, they you know they gave it to us, and you know, I, I thought it was okay to do that." And um, you know, in hindsight, I should have just kept it because the rest of the guys did. Um, you know, they all just said, "Like, screw that. Like, we're gonna take that home, <laughs> right?" So, um, so unfortunately, I I was a good Canadian, and I uh, and I gave my back. So 
Um, and I, cause I actually saw it on eBay a few years ago and it was just completely beat up and, you know, um, so oh. I would, I would have keeping better, better care of it. But, uh, but I did have, um, I had like the, I had the, I had the feet, um, which were basically came up to my knees. So like the turtle feet, right. Um, with the toes and stuff, I had those and I had us and I had a set of arms, um, that I, that I brought home. Um, which I thought was pretty cool too, because, um, I used to do a lot of speaking, um, to like kids camps. And, and so that was very cool to go and be like, Hey guys, you want to see some of the gear from turtles? Right. And so, you know, I mean, what kid at camp doesn't want to see a Ninja Turtle stuff. Right. So, um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but that was only lasted about a, maybe two years. Cause they just got, you know, like 20,000 kids feet, you know, stuck in them and arms punched through them and, you know, but, uh, uh, but you know, it, it's okay. I, I gladly would have, uh, you know, basically those ones took one for the team because it was just so cool to be able to, you know, give such joy to the kids, right? Yeah. And it was really cool at parties too. I will not, I will not lie. It was really neat <laughs> to have my friends over and they'd be like, hey, 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 Maddie, can you show, can you show this person your, you know, your turtle gear? I was like, sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, membership has its privileges. <laughs> right. Or its benefits, how's that? <laughs> Well, you can totally, you know, if they make a Turtles three figure, you can totally have it, you know, 100%. they're represented on the shelf. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to lobby for it. Absolutely. Good. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much all the questions I had. Um, it's It's been such a pleasure uh, being able to chat with you uh, as well. Thank you so much. And uh, you're very welcome. And and just hearing these great stories um, from working on uh, on the film, uh, I'm probably going to end up watching the movie again tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh well, well, thank you, fellas. Because honestly, um, you know, I, I always remember. Like, I'm a huge, um, I'm, I'm a big music fan. I um, I love you too. And I always, you know, I really loved when Bono always goes like, you know, for real. Thanks for giving us a great life. You know, because if you didn't show up to the show, right, we wouldn't have a, you know, we wouldn't have a, a career. And, you know, I say the same thing to you guys, right, and all the fans that, you know, have allowed, you know, have gifted me being able to do this and call this my job, right? Because it's, uh, you know, it's the greatest gift, right, to be able to, you know, share what I do and, you know, and then in this form be able to talk about what, I've, what it is that I've been able to do for, you know, a long time. And so, you know, it's uh, – I, I feel very, very, very fortunate. So thanks for being along in the journey, fellas. Oh, yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, hey, friend, thank you for uh, thank you for putting it together. <laughs> you know, oh, that's all Jeff. See, Jeff. Jeff was like, show up at this time and it'll happen. I promise. And I'm like, OK, let's do 100%. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because Jeff, like, when did we first when did you first reach out? Cause it was for it was for Nintendo stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, um, when did that, like, was that was like in the in the nineties? No, well, two, no, that no, was definitely in the two thousands. The two thousands, yeah. Uh, like maybe twenty ten or something. I have to go back and check all the messages. It's crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't even know Sergio then. Yeah, yeah, crazy man. Um, yeah. And I love it. You guys have done a hot, so you guys have done over a hundred episodes of this podcast. Just about. This Just about. is huge, fellas. Yeah. Woohoo! 
Right on. Okay. Well, well uh, I, I, I hope, um, you know, I hope your listenership doesn't go like, boo, that guy slept. Get him off. <laughs> You know, I, I think they're going to be very surprised. Well, you know what? And if they do, hey, Jeff, it's your fault. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess it is on me. <laughs> yes! I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, hey, continued success, fellas. Keep lighting it up. Oh, you as well. And uh, Jeff, do you have any, any final words? Um. Was it, Matt, do you have anything uh, cool coming up that you can talk about, or, or, or is there stuff that you can't talk about uh, that you've got coming up? I, I've got stuff I can talk about. I've, uh, I'm on my last chapter of my uh, my life story of my book, um, which is essentially the uh, title of it is called uh, Lessons My Feet Taught Me, Being a Voice for Change. So um, that'll be out in the bookstores um, probably in late, a little bit later this year. Um, and then, um, I'm start basically starting this training for my next, uh, mission to run and speak with the kids. So, uh, um, I'll keep you posted fellas, cause I'll be going around the perimeter of the States again and then across Canada. Um, but I'm starting, um, that'll be probably in about the, about, about this time next year, actually. So, um, oh, wow. it'll take a little, little while to put it together. So, you know, this, you know, this turtle's got to get in, uh, you know, got to get in shape for this thing, you know, so. Yeah, make some turtle tracks. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I'll definitely keep you guys posted. And um, um, because, you know, for me, it's about just inviting others to join the journey, right? So, um, you know, I think if I could leave that with anybody, right, it's just just keep believing in your power to dream and make a difference, you know. And, um, you know, what what what, you, what everyone chooses to do is, is exactly what they're supposed to do in this life, right? So, you know, just light it up, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. I can't wait to read it. Well, thank you very much. I, I, uh, I hope you guys like it. I've, I put a lot of love into it. That's for sure. I've, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of time to make sure I sort of get it right, you know, and, uh, um, you know, cause, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I talk about all, well, basically it's just, I mean, I guess that's the nutshell of it. It's my life story. So, you know, it's good, the bad, the ugly, the, you know, the, successes the face plants the failures the successes the face plants the <laughs> you know oh yeah as we all you know sometimes it's like we reach for a big dream and then you're tested beyond tested right so uh you know um uh, but uh, like i say it's uh, i i feel uh, very honored to be able to share it share it as uh, as authentically as i possibly could write it so awesome yeah so i'll, I'll keep you guys posted all right well uh I, I'm I'm sure you're you don't know how we we, we close these episodes out, but no. it's 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 pretty um intuitive. Let's let's see if you can just pick up on it. You ready? Uh, well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. Oh, here's where you come in, Matt. Oh oh, oh that's <laughs> funny. I was thinking you were gonna hang up on me. That's so great. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm Matt. Don't hang up, guys. Don't hang up. <laughs> And we're shellheads. <laughs> Cowboy dudes.
Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.